are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a December 13th, you'll probably hear this on December 14th edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, editor at LeBron Wire, former Blazer beat writer. And I'm joined today by someone who's going to be a regular on this podcast, has already been a regular on this podcast. But we're going to make it a weekly thing. Me and Corbs, Corbin Smith from Vice Sports, Deadspin these days as well. Yeah. Well, I'm at week. Just a little bit. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, I'm the big dead spin boy now. But yeah, you know, I'm right. I'm where I'm contributing a little. You yeah, know, yeah. You had a great uh, piece on the PK80. Yes, I, uh, I covered the PK80 for the website. I sort of wove in some stuff about film. One of the one of the young men I wrote about uh, sent me a nice message. Who? Uh, um, uh, 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 Xander. P- Palinkius. He's he's on uh, he's on and He's a very energetic young man. Nice. That's yeah. very that's very nice that he that he read your stuff and he yeah he reached out. He he, you know, he, he likes thing, he likes the Corbin the Corbin. Yeah. No. I mean, and it's not just you know. <clears throat> I'm about to sound like a real jerk, but like you know, I mean, Deadspin is a very popular website. So like, you know, you see your name over on Deadspin and you're like, oh. Oh boy, who oh boy? You know, you're just a college basketball player on a certain level. And, oh, uh, totally, yeah. yeah. And to be dead spun like that is, is yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, it is quite the honor. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like it's like being on uh, Sports Illustrated or whatever. You know, yeah, or take it or break it. Yeah, or, or take it or break it. Did you mention I'm the host of the Take uh, It no, or Break no, podcast? No, yeah, Corbin's the host of the Take It or Break It podcast, my favorite sports takes game show. Uh, Everyone's favorite sports takes game show. That's right. And you should check that podcast out. It's a lot of fun. I listen to it. I'm a subscriber. I uh, there was a there a controversial episode last week. Oh yes, that featured uh, that featured ten minutes of a very of conversation about a very special topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So much so that a boxer. I, this is way too inside baseball. Now we're we're getting way too inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiob. <laughs> Um, but we're here to talk about the Blazers who just finished a game and they did it. They broke. They won. They, they did it. Oh, oh, oh. They won. They won 102-95, breaking a five-game losing streak in South Beach. They have a 32-16 fourth quarter to beat the Miami Heat, 102-95. Damian Lillard. Had 18, 16, 18 points and six assists. CJ McCollum with a nice little bounce back game, 28 points leading the Blazers. And Ed Davis playing big late. Shabazz playing big late. Aminu playing big late. Just want uh, to thank lot, everybody yeah, who made yeah. this possible. <laughs> Aminu, you're, you're the best. Uh, hashtag Aminu Hive. Yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a thing now. Aminu Hive. And- yeah, me new hive. Me and uh, me, uh, John, uh, uh, John, uh, John Brochelite is uh, spearheading the movement. That's right. I just want to promote it here on the podcast. Whenever Al Farouk Aminu does something good, get on there. Hashtag Aminu Hive. 
uh, 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 Damian Lillard big in the fourth quarter, dunking again. Yes. Uh, I think this vegan diet is uh, is helping him uh, get some ops today. There have been some rumors that there have been videos of him eating meat. I personally am disgusted, but I'm not here to tell somebody how to live their lives. Uh, I mean, uh, in, in, in his defense, I will say it was kind of one of those like once. It, I mean, I know you're a, a vegetarian, so this is yeah, uh, this is appall- this is appalling on several levels for you. Yeah, but, yeah. But, I mean, it's like a cornerstone of my ethics. No, I know, I know. So it's like I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna try and convince you. I just want to explain the CJ and Dame went to the Salt Bay restaurant. The other night, the guy that viral sh- that viral chef who cuts and apparently he like cut some meat and served it to Dame, just like put it in Dame's mouth, and uh, that was why he ate some meat. So uh, I guess it's not the strictest vegan diet, but again, disgusting. He's, he, he's burning a lot of calories these disgusting. days. Yeah, disgusting. Got all or nothing, if you ask me. Uh, uh, and I, and really, you know who I want to give a big shout out to today? Uh, uh, Dion waiters who the blazers truly could not have done it without him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, waiters tonight did not, ha- he did not finish the game. Well, missed some free throws down the stretch. Uh, just missed some other shots, uh, <laughs> played defense on Damian Lillard. I would probably describe as openly embarrassing. Uh, uh, at one point, um, he was squaring off against, I McCollum too. He took the brunt end of that stick. Uh, at one point Lillard had, uh, waiters at the top of the key and they brought a pick over and I was kind of like, you sure you you need to do that? We're 100% sure on that one. Do we need to bring the other defender into this? Yeah. Maybe we just, uh, maybe we just, uh, need to. Get right past Dion. Now I want to make something clear. Uh, Dion, I I hope Dion's in the NBA forever. <laughs> He's the best. Don't get me wrong. But He's, also, yeah. Uh, tonight he uh, he uh, did the team I root for a little favor, and uh, I just want to thank him for that. I, I, I'm a big. I loved Dion's second half of the season last year. The Dion pose after the shot was. Wonderful. One of the greatest moments of last season, without a doubt, against the Warriors. And he did do the Blazers a favor by missing some free throws, missing some other shots, and and guarding Damian Lillard down the stretch. Yeah, not particularly well. Yeah, it's so weird, too, to not get – I mean, this is a little bit of a tangent, but Dion Dion Waiters' ankle is, like, legitimately messed up. Like, it was, was like, really bad, and he couldn't finish the season last year, and – they like definitely recommended surgery and he just didn't get it <laughs> and still got a man still got a massive contract. So I just want to throw that out there. That Dion, Dion, Waiters, Dion waiters is playing on like a severely sprained a ankle. A king. God bless him. <laughs> yeah. He shows up. I to hope work. he's never on the blazers. <laughs> I mean, as long as the, the guard situation remains, I don't think I would, I would die. I don't think you'll have to worry about Dion waiters. I mean, we all know where this is heading, right? Someday when the, when they turn 30, Dion and Kyrie are going to be on the same team again. I was kind of rooting for that this summer. Cause I didn't want Kyrie to be on the Celtics. Cause yeah, I, did, Kyrie I was talking about going to the heat, uh, which would have just been like, Mwah. Well, cause, uh, yeah, because Dion, I, I think some like 
Dion was like, I think there were some rumors that Dion was like, well, we already got an alpha. <laughs> and it's and it's Dion. <laughs> it's Dion Waiters. I mean, this is what you Dion's – Yeah. This is what Dion's always waited for. Wayne Ellington, by the way, uh, absolutely destroyed the Blazers in the first half. And he was like the one guy on their team that you could not let shoot threes. And yet he got 10 of them up tonight, made seven of them, led Miami with 24 points. Luckily, it didn't matter for the Blazers because they were able to storm back and get the victory without Yusuf Nurkic, without Mo Harkless, and without Myers Leonard as well, who had been starting. And oh no, not uh, Myers! I thought, hey how man, they, I thought Myers played well they, against the Rockets. How did they do it without Myers? Beep boop. Zach Collins' first NBA start tonight for the Blazers. He had nine points, three rebounds. Uh, racking up the fouls though, Zach Collins, foul machine, four fouls in 22 minutes. He fouled out of the Warriors game the other night as well, but not looking like too bad, not looking too bad though. Early uh, fouls tend to correlate with a good defensive performance later in your career. Hmm. I've heard. Hmm. I might've just made that up. Well, I mean, it, it, I, there, like I know that there's something in football where defenses that get penalized, tend to be better defensives like as a whole like if you're so i guess it 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 does i mean it does kind of make sense the sonics were the ultimate man or the um seahawks yes or the ultimate manifestation of that team because they just they just dared everyone to call fouls on them yeah yeah it it, it, at least in football it is a uh an indicator of what a good defense is so hey that's good for collins and he had nine and seven, I think, against the Warriors. He was in down the stretch uh, for that game when the Warriors, when the Blazers, kind of tried to come back, uh, but a necessary win, one that the Blazers desperately needed. Because, like, you look at the rest of this road trip, and Orlando has kind of fallen off after a hot start, but it could have turned into like a double-digit win streak really fast. The, they got a ha- they have a game every other day between now and Christmas Eve. Oh my lord. The Blazers do, yeah. They have, they have no. They have they have one at, at least every other day, and they have one back to back between now and uh, Christmas Eve. Oh my lord! So they're on this road trip until next until like Monday, I want to say, of next week, and then they have Minnesota, and then they come back to play the Spurs on Wednesday. Then they play the Nuggets on that Friday, and then they go down to L.A. after that Nuggets game to play the Lakers, and then they have, like, five days off for Christmas and, and all that. And then they play Philly at home. The Magic. Yeah, so they have the Magic on Friday. I I think they will be able to beat the Magic. I mean, they, they, they should, but yeah. they haven't really – like, winning at Orlando it hasn't been, like, the easiest thing for the Blazers in, in years past, even when they were good. Wait, is Orlando secret – oh, yeah, Orlando's, like, on the low good this year, aren't they? Am I crazy? They were, and then they've kind of fallen they've off. They've fallen ever, off. Yeah, right. yeah. Ever, ever, like, they, they started really well, and then they, they kind of trailed off. They're 11 and 18 now. Oh, okay. uh, so they were like the number one team in the in, in the East for like the first two weeks, but them and Detroit's also starting to fall off now. Detroit's lost seven they games. Are. In a, Detroit's That's lost seven surprising. games in a row. Yeah. Well, I I I I, I kind of feel vindicated because I thought Detroit was a bunch of frauds. 
I thought I did not buy this. I did not buy. I mean, this. I definitely think Drummond is the fraudiest fraud, and the fraud of fraud frauds. Although since he, I guess he shoots free throws okay now. I mean, so. like sure. And the way he shoots is so crazy. Have you yeah. seen that? Uh, yeah. You know, not. I don't think I can really. I can't really place like what his motion is. To be he, honest, I've uh, seen does him a play full but not squat. He does oh. a full squat and then like stands up from the squat and. Does oh, that. that's what like Jerry Stackhouse did. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah. Sta- I remember Jerry, Jerry Stackhouse did that because he was trying to build up murder in his quads, which he he has. I mean, he, yeah, he he has Jerry Stackhouse has great stacked quads. Yeah, and and just murder all over his body. He's a bad dude. Like I don't want to. Like the stories about Jerry Stackhouse yeah, yeah, yeah. are so I mean, the, good. I mean the. I mean, you know the. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard the story about Jerry Stackhouse asking for a, uh, a, a what do you call it? A sweatsuit so that he could go across the arena and beat the shit out of a guy without getting blood on his suit. Uh, <laughs> oh, did you see that? Uh, well, he didn't play tonight. Caleb Swanigan hasn't played in a minute, but did you see that Jerry Stackhouse like interviewed Caleb Swanigan? For the Players Tribune to talk about like nutrition or something. Oh, I thought you were going to say to talk about beating dudes up. I mean, they, they could they could also bond on that because I'm sure Swanigan could could mess some dudes up if he wanted to. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, now I just want to rank every member of the Blazers by w- whether or not they could beat me up. I mean, they could all beat me up. I mean, they, yeah. I mean, they the could beat both of us up pretty easy. Up. But like, okay, who would be like the most like? Who could just be like a neutral opponent or something like that, that that one of these Blazers could go up against? And how would we rank them? Like, let, let's just imagine like an imaginary like. OK, like, a, a dude, replacement level yeah, fighter, replacement level fighter. Uh, Who's first? They're they're a warrior. I don't know which one, though. You know okay, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like one of the, like the interchangeable Thompson. bench. OK, it's uh, OK. So in a fight against Clay Thompson, how would you rank the Blazers? Oh man, got to pull up the roster. Oh, once I, I apologize. To the, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to throw out my number one in in this, and that's Ed Davis. Yeah, Ed, Davi- I, Ed I, Davis. I think, I think, Ed, I think so. Ed Davis is my number one ranked fighter. I, I think I think Damian uh, beats up Clay Thompson. I think he takes a black eye. Oh, oh, Dame is Dame also does boxing like in his like yeah. that. That's like one of his passions and like how he like does off season training. I think I think Damien takes like a takes like a shiner from Clay Thompson, and that inspires him to greatness. Mm-hmm. And then he just and then he just turns him into a stain after that. I mean, I think just by virtue of the fact of where he played at co- at college, I got to go with Pat Connaughton because he's the Fighting Irish. <laughs> <laughs> terrible reason but fine but yeah i don't know uh, i think I, you know it would be fun to say myers leonard would lose you know nah i mean i, I mean but i think that i think that there's sort of like a deep rage in there somewhere oh and like, I, think that, I, I think myers is definitely a candidate to like like just black out in the middle yeah. of it and just kind of like and like just beat him up like too much like yeah. I, I think it would be like a, a like top. his eye, like his eyes turn a different color. Yeah, and then he like comes to, and he's like, "What happened? What happened?" And then, and like, yeah, 
and he's like, yeah, and he's like sad and like remorseful. I think I think Evan would would uh, set his differences with Clay aside and just like talk it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I Evan, think that'd be Evan's tactic. Yeah, Evan Turner seems like pretty chill. He seems like a pretty yeah. chill dude. Uh, uh, Collins. Nah. I, 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 I mean, Collins, yeah. Collins has like an anger problem. I feel like, I feel like oh, he, he has, I, I feel like he does. He gets like really pissed in the middle of game. Like he gets like a little, just, you know, anger does, you know, maybe, you know, but you know, you just lose control at a certain point. You okay. Know what I mean? Yeah. 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 My new nickname for him is Z easy. Uh-huh. Cause he looks like the rapper G easy. Can like I, the way uh, he quaffs can his I, hair. <clears throat> Have you thought about ZZ? Well, we had a great thread, actually. ZC? Uh, ZC. We had a great thread. A wonderful, uh, a wonderful thread. Seth Johnston contributed. Andrew, <gasps> Thien, Andrew Thien, friend of the program, uh, also contributed. We, we were going off of uh, what the best nicknames would be for Zach Collins. Because I started calling him ZEZ, and then... Andrew brought in his friend Joe Jackson, who contributed the following. Well, Seth calls him the Ivory Tower. I mm-hmm. contributed, aka Mr. 12 Years. And then Joe had some gold. ZC33, aka Big Bird, aka the Sagebrush Center. Big Bird, I like. Uh, Zach, Jim, and then Theme comes in with Zach, Jim Henson, Collins. The Big Tumbleweed, Cirque de Swate, because he's from Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Shock and Allins, a.k.a. Zach Allins, a.k.a. The Desert Rose, a.k.a. Battleborn Baller, a.k.a. The Battleborn Baller? I don't know about that one. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that one um, works. Yeah, I, I mean, we're, and then we got two more. We're just going to finish it off. The Entertainment Capital of the World. I like that. I like that. And Las Vegas Stifle Tower too. Nah, nah. I, I, nah. I, I do like the big tumbleweed. I like the Sagebrush Center, and I like Big Bird. I like the entertainment capital of the world. I mean, you got. I mean, you know, you got to live up to that, I suppose. But, uh, ugh, my ear. Uh, yeah, that's right. Podcasting gold, right there. There we go. The Me ear. saying, oh, my ear. Oh yeah, I know that it's a big it's a big thing for all the listeners to have. I got you know I gotta get I gotta get mine cleaned. Me too. Every 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 one every few years I get I get I get gunked up enough that I start to go what what yeah it runs in my family and I've started to feel that way and I I I also need to figure that out about how to get my ears right because it's not. it it does get a little like oh what or and it's just like it's not even that it's just like muffled it, it like it's not like I can't hear it's just things aren't as sharp as yeah, it, yeah. right and now and now I have a, a a significant other an SO right and they and right. they and and uh, and she is you know she'll get very irritable with me for things like that because oh. you know she wants me to listen to her and I want to listen to her this is relationship talk yeah. You no, know, you, 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 you have to be a, a good listener. Yeah. That's like the center. That's like the central thing, guy. Look, I men, know that there's men, probably some men, you know. Yeah. I or, know that there's ladies. probably some socially awkward sports nerds listening to this. It's a lot of, you know, love is about listening, guys. Yeah. You know, you know, 
We, Corbin and I both had to learn that. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. anyway, um, the Blazers, what happened, yeah. What so, happened to the game tonight? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, the Blazers won. <laughs> we, we started ranking uh, how they would fight Clay Thompson. How they would ha- how they were performing a fight against Clay and we, Thompson. And then, we, and then we stopped ranking them at, at a certain point, which is fine. Yeah, um, of course. Anyway, uh, good game. I, good, good game. Good. Can we mostly just a win? Like they just, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, one. they really messed up that homestand. Like they, they yeah. really messed that one. The up. The thing, you know what the thing is, they could be fourth like comfortably if they yeah, hadn't yeah. messed that homestand. The up. thing about it is that the last two losses are what they are. The Warriors are a generational squad. Losing to them on any given night is generally not a big deal yeah and not and even no dream on no steph they still have freaking kevin durant yeah 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 and uh, the blazers brought it all night too it's hard to be too mad about it i think yeah they, uh, they fought and the warrior and the and the rockets have won 10 games in a row there's no reason to think they won't beat charlotte tonight uh you know those are two acceptable losses um but boy oh boy those ones at home yeah milwaukee yeah, New Orleans without Giannis. Giannis uh, kills them, man. Yeah, they just really they have a lot of tough time against that athleticism and that length. It, I mean, they they had like it was like five or six turnovers on post entry passes just because of the Bucks' length. And the Wizards is just that's just absurd. And the Pelicans too. Like both of those games, missing a star player yeah. on both teams, and Bradley Beal scored fifty one. Which yeah, come was, on. Which is a, a a road record for a visiting player, and then and then the the New Orleans one. I mean, Cousins has done that to them before, when even when he was in Sacramento. So I guess it's. But th- they're not very good. Like th- that's not a good loss. Like that's like losing to the Boogie Kings. Yeah. You know, and losing to the Kings at home is never good. So there's oh, really no but- way. There's no way to like. You know, silver lining that one. Irritating it, too, because the road trip was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it was. It was. It, it, they like looked like a legitimate team that could fight for that four seed, that yeah. could really assert themselves. And then they came home, and they just, uh, they. It's I don't know. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know, they it was real weird. Yeah, the Bucks. I mean, part of me was almost like, ah, you know, Giannis kills him. And, like, what are you going to do if Bradley Beal scores 50? You know what I mean? That's true. But, but then another piece of me is like, well, don't let Bradley Beal score 50. So, uh, throw Minu over there or something like that. You know? Yeah. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really sports talking today. Yeah. I no, gotta say. But, yeah. And another thing with the Bucks too, is that Bledsoe, I think, has traditionally played Dame very well. Like, back in the day when Phoenix would be trouble for the Blazers. I think that Bledsoe is just a good matchup for Dame. Uh, yeah. and, and so I think the Bucks won not as egregious, but the Pelicans won and that Wizards won were pretty unacceptable. Like that. Yeah. And, and so now they've got to finish this road trip and it, it, it's really bad. But before we get to talking about the rest of the road trip, I do want to talk about my favorite betting site. Oh, wonderful. Yes. It's my bookie. Holiday cash. Don't you need it, Corbs? Because I know I need it. And my bookie bookie is the best place to score some serious cash on your sports predictions. Because believe it or not, we're already at the holidays. And that means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending. But that also means football, basketball, hockey, 
and you can score big every day on my bookie. So play like the pros on game day. You can play the money line side or total. My bookie is your hookup for all your betting needs and offers super fast payouts when you win. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money betting the games, you got to go to mybookie.ag. That's mybookie.ag. They're the only site I would recommend. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. You can check it out for yourself. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering it on your smartphone very easy. So join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. So use promo code LOCKEDONNBA, that's LOCKEDONNBA, to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie.ag. Road trip. Road trip. All right, we're, we're back. Uh, hey. hey, we're back on the Locked On Blazers podcast. Corbs, what, I mean, has anything stood out to you, I mean, about the Blazers in particular that we haven't talked about, you know, just outside of what, you know, this game or kind of season trends that you're interested in or you're, you're kind of curious about? Uh, I mean, has been excellent. I know. I, I feel like I already talked about that up top. Yeah. I probably would have talked you, about that anyway. Yeah. I think, you know, I think Aminu is, has basically been one of the best contracts in the NBA since he signed it. Uh, he basically signed with the Blazers under the assumption that he wouldn't be able to develop a three point shot. I think his performance tonight shows that he has managed to do that. And, uh, and, and he does that while also being, one of the premier defensive players in the NBA. Um, and I, I, I mean, then there's no reason to believe that won't continue. He's very good and uh, an excellent signing. Yeah. He's uh, shooting 46% from three this year coming ooh. into this game. And he also, and then he had a big game tonight. So that's going to go up. You see how many minutes for Harkless tonight? Um, nine minutes. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, so Harkless did play. Uh, wow. I did not think that he played at all. And yeah, nine minutes. That is not very many. He, uh, he's completely disappeared. Yeah. Even when he was healthy. And I thought they were going to go to, um, go back to Aminu and Harkless, but they started Evan Turner tonight. Do you think, cause it seems like that's kind of the best way to utilize him when you talk about the last couple of games that he's played in the starting lineup with CJ and Dame, and then last year it was like one of the only places that he was like a positive or like not just a complete net negative last year. You're uh, talking about Harker Turner right Turner, now. Turner, because okay. he doesn't, because when there's more shooters around Turner, then his shooting isn't as much of a problem. But when you put him on the second unit, when he's playing with like, yeah, because the, the Blazers have really shallow shooting prospects. Like there's just no way around that. No. And it's like it, it, when, when Turner plays with Ed Davis and Noah Vonley at the same time, it's like, you're done, uh-huh. Like you can't, uh-huh. you can't do, can't that. do that. You just can't like it. And, and it mucks up the spacing. But if you stick him with McCollum and Aminu, then yeah, McCollum, Aminu, Dane, it gets like, to being yeah. acceptable ish. Yeah. It, it, I think the, the rule with Turner is you have to have three shooting threats around him you have to have at least three guys that can that the defender has to stick to their guy and then like all the herky-jerky stuff all the pick and roll post-up stuff then it like doesn't then it kind of has a little bit more flow and everything isn't as sticky and it just 
it looks a lot better. And maybe this is what they do moving forward because I think there's really no way for them to have success, I don't think, unless they figure out the Turner thing. Like, they have to figure out a way for him to be successful because they're paying him so much money and he was brought in to be, like, this important piece. And if they're not playing him, like, that's just – I don't see how they move past that. So they they have to figure it out. And I I guess Harkless has been the casualty uh, of trying to figure out what's up with Turner. At the same time. I don't think that almost anybody who's sort of a Blazers observer type when Turner got signed was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. And I and it's hard not to think that if you go in too deep on him, that it starts that you start to be playing that you start to play with a sunk cost fallacy that the worst thing that you could do is, you know, spend money on something that you don't get value out of. And hearing the idea that, like, uh, you know, a player needs to play with two ball handlers and a shooter to be truly effective when he was signed to be a ball handler himself, Mm -hmm. I'm not sort of totally sure if that will continue to be 100% the best thing for the team from a sort of, from a sort of, uh, cost perspective because like, you know, I mean, their second unit needs ball handling too. I will say tonight, a lot of three guard. Am I correct? There was no, more three no, guard. D- d- down, yeah. down the stretch, they went three guard. And I think also part of that too was a reaction to how the heat were playing. You know, they had Drogic, Waiters, Richardson, who plays three, but it's kind of a guard type of guy. Ellington got a lot of minutes. So the, the heat, I think that kind of the matchup kind of led beautiful, the beautiful shot by Napier in the fourth too. that um, getting caught up on the pick and sort of fading away. And uh, Shabazz, I, Shabazz has had a lot of yeah, moments. He's had a good, yeah. And he's had a good year. You know, I mean, he's one of these dudes who's sort of a professional backup point guard or, you know, or like a professional guard. Sometimes he plays, sometimes he doesn't. Uh, and this year, I think that the the climate of the Blazers is they have needed some production from that kind of guy. And I think he stepped into it. And I just want to say that he's my son and I'm proud of him. Shabazz. I am LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. I know that LeBron, LeBron has to be happy this yeah. year. Maybe when he comes to Portland, maybe we'll ask him. Like when he signs with the team next year, you mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, did, yeah, yeah, like yeah. so, LeBron. Like, when you decided to come to Portland, yeah, did you, you know, did you call Shabazz first? And did you, yeah, did you, did you ask Shabazz? You go, how's this stats guy? Yeah, and they got like, and he's like, the, and he's like, Terry's great. He'll yeah, lo- you'll the, love him, LeBron. Blazers got to keep him around just to, just to get LeBron into town. What you if, know what I mean? What if that's Neil's long game? What if Neil, like Neil, could have had any backup? Is that, is that why Neil hasn't traded Myers? It's because he knows. He knows he's he, the key to, yeah, to get he, it, to getting LeBron. To getting LeBron. James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, listen, I, I'd be in for it, but it's huh? so funny the rotations with the Blazers this year. Like they're super wacky, and there's really no rhyme or reason to them on a nightly basis. Yeah, like, they, you, you yeah, can't the, predict it. These recent starting lineups have just been goofy. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm saying that because Myers is in them. I want to make this clear. Like I'm <laughs> self aware enough to say I know that's why I'm saying that. Uh, 
but yeah, it's just, yeah, they're just, since Nurkic got injured, they're just doing weird stuff. Uh, it it, it kind of reminds me, it's like a throwback to like the last like week of last regular season and the playoff series where they were just throwing stuff at the wall and it was just like, eh, let's just, I mean, Terry's just like, I don't know what works because these guys don't play together. So we'll just figure it out on the fly. And such not a Terry thing though. No, he doesn't. To, he doesn't like. I don't think he likes. It. He he would prefer a set nine man rotation. He, I mean, when when the Blazers had the the Aldridge, Batum, Lillard, Lopez, West Matthews, mm-hmm. oh, and almost forgot West Matthews. Damn. Rest in rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, he's enjoying retirement in Dallas. A very <laughs> a, a very well played very well paid you know retirement player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just want to say I'm glad that the Blazers didn't pay Wes Matthews all that money. Uh, but I'm glad somebody did. You know, he did, yeah. I, I'm glad he got paid. Yeah, great trailblazer. Glad he's not a trailblazer anymore. Yeah, maybe he <laughs> comes back to the Blazers once this deal's done on like a much cheaper deal. Maybe you know what you know. West sort of has a coach's disposition, you know. Yeah, I can see him. I can see him on the bench. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, uh, but I'd anyway, be, I'd be in for it. Anyway, um, anyway, yeah, those teams. He would just play that five man lineup uh, with with a with a Thibodeau esque power of you know. Oh yeah, this is just the only lineup that plays right because it's. I mean, in fairness, it was at the time like a platonic, the platonic ideal of an NBA lineup. Uh, so it's hard to blame him too much. But yeah, a little more, a little more. Uh, he's had to get freaky this year, uh, which is uh, different. It's a different thing to see out of the Blazers. And and that's one of the things I've seen a lot of, of people writing about is Terry Stotts on the hot seat. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors. I think that's a, that's just an absolutely trash storyline like they they've had a bunch of injuries he's had to mix and match the lineups because the roster is imperfect and they traded away probably their best three-point shooter for cap space so it's not as if it's not as if he's got like a full deck to play with and the the blazers come in you know with all these massive expectations like there's no reason stats should be looked at as on the hot seat like people did not think if anything People look yeah. at the Blazers moves and they were like, oh, they took a step back. Uh, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go take for take here or anything, but like, let's do it. If there is somebody who's on the hot seat, it's Neil. Like, <laughs> like, like, like Terry has done his job very well. And Neil has been, uh, there's been good things and there's been heinous things. You know what I mean? Like everything that is wrong with the Blazers has to do with personnel uh, it doesn't have to do with tactics. They have a perfectly modern systems. They play, they play motion stuff. The right players have the ball pretty much the right amount of time. It's just that their talent pool is so bizarre that it breeds some inconsistency into their day-to-day play. And the person who's responsible for that is not Terry Stotts. Yeah. An- another thing I want to point out is Aminu was out for like a month and Last year, Aminu being out for a month was a death yeah. knell yeah, in, yeah. in their season. They and they, and because Aminu was out for a month. And then this year, the same thing happens, and they were 13-8 and eight before Aminu Fairness, came they back. Have, they did have Nurkic to show up. Because true, true, what, true. Good point. Because good point. what happened when Aminu went out last year was that the Blazers started to post like the worst NBA defense of all time. 
Yeah. And then when Aminu came back and then when they signed Nurkic, they stopped having the worst NBA defense of all time. And so this year when Aminu went out, they had another player who at the very least could keep them from having the worst NBA defense of all time. And, and I will say, I mean, as we record this podcast, and this is before the the game for tonight gets counted in, which should help the Blazers' defensive numbers even more, the Blazers have the fourth best defense. Thanks. I just want to thank, just want to thank Dion Waiters, my good friend, for improving, the, yeah. for improving the Blazers' defense tonight. And, and I got to say, I mean, we haven't really talked about this, I don't think, at all this season. I mean, I think it's legit. Like, Dame Dame looks measurably better on the defensive end. He's a little sprier out there. But but even if it wasn't Dame, like, Aminu and Nurkic are both very good at defense. Yeah. And, and, just, and just those personnel selections – if you have those dudes on your team, you're going to be better. Particularly Amino, you're going to be better at defense. Yeah, and and Nurk Nurk really, I think, deserves more credit for their defensive rating than I think he's getting, because Dame has made a jump, and I I, I do believe that that's a real thing. But Nurkic is, I think, his on off is like pretty crazy with how good their defense is when he's on the floor and. He the one game that really stands out to me was the road win at Washington where they were down 17 in the fourth and then they just got stop after stop and it would be like the Wizards guards driving in and they just funnel it to Nurkic and Nurkic would just like either block it or just make the guys just would not make the shots at the rim. Their offense, their offense being the thing that doesn't keep pace this year is so bizarre. It, it is. It's so strange, especially when Aminu's hitting the way yeah, he espe- is. Yes, especially when Aminu has become a more than functional NBA offensive player. Um, and then they got Patty Fastball, who's shooting forty percent from three too. <laughs> do you one. like Do you like that nickname? Oh yeah, I love it. Uh, you know, you really missed your you really missed your boat as a as a as a nineteen eighties sports columnist, Gunderson. Oh, I know. Yeah, what, calling guys like Patty Fastball and, yeah. and Z Easy and all the all the great nicknames that we could have had. I do like that. Uh, Dame, Do- Dame Dollar does it again. Dame <laughs> Dame Dollar does it again. He wins. Um, but yeah, no, that would be <laughs> easy. Easy Ed Davis. I mean, there's. There's so many things here that we could do as far as anybody. Everybody would call him Eddie D. Hey, that's how about a, Ed D's? Ed D's. Ed D's rebounds. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was, it was. It was just sitting there. Uh, <laughs> um. So the Blazers' defense is like actually legit, and uh, it's just their offense is bad, and it's the weird it's for the, no reason. It's the except we- that they're except that the, I I really truly think it is such a Neil thing because you can't you cannot point to Terry Stotts and be like the defense the offense is not good enough because of that guy. Like that guy's offense won a title uh, mm-hmm. not very long ago. It's it, like. Or, you know, I mean, Carlisle is also incredible, too. But, you know, he was the primary offensive assistant on that team. And like and he's produced basically excellent offense after excellent offense after excellent offense. So there's no and so it's probably not systematic. It's probably personnel. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Amino's been good. And I 
I mean, I can't imagine that Nurkic is hurting the offense. That doesn't make sense. Uh, I I don't think he is. I don't. I yeah. don't. I don't. He his because he's he's been offensive rebounding this year. He which is what they really need out of that spot. Yeah, they, it's they Turner. Need, it's Harkless. It's yeah. Davis to a certain degree. Yeah, da- Davis's finishing hasn't been uh, where. I mean, it wasn't. He was the the year that he had two years ago. Probably will never happen again. I think he shot sixty percent that year, yeah. and. We can't expect that, but it would help if he did a little bit better than 50%. And Turner is shooting 19% from three. Like, no, one, no, one's, no one's asking him to shoot 40%, but, like, getting close to 30 would be helpful. And then Harkless has also been awful from three this year, 25%. Yeah, dude, bad year for Harkless, man. I wonder if – dude, dude. I, I wonder if the Draymond thing still messes him up. What is that? What is the Draymond thing? During the playoff series last year, uh, Chris Haynes wrote this story about how Draymond would say like, oh, you're cheap because you're like you're broke because you needed that five hundred thousand dollar bonus and you can't shoot and you were scared to shoot because you're broke. And basically just like trash talking, that, just trash talking the hell out of him. Just like he eviscerated him and Harkless had an awful series. Can I say something? Yeah. If Draymond really did ruin Maurice Harkless's career, I'm willing to give it to him. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's a, skill, the, it's a skilled trash talk. I mean, we are we are probably the only people in the Portland area that like Draymond Green. Uh, other, he's great. People people don't like him though. People do, pe- this, people got, don't like him. I've got this idea for an article. Nobody steal it from me. But don't I, don't steal it. And it's and it's taking the four biggest Warriors players and like. And like sort of saying, if you hate this pry and this guy, this is what kind of hater of the Warriors you are. You yeah. Know, I consider myself a Steph Clay hater personally. And that's just because, you know, that that's like me being anti-modernity. You know what I mean? That's me staring the future in the face and saying, get away from me. But, you know, if you're a, if you're a Durant Draymond hater, you, uh, you know, you hate a different kind of thing. Or if you're a or if you're a Steph uh, Clay Draymond hater. You just you're like old school Warriors hater. I've always hated the thing. Yeah, or if you're like a Durant Steph hater. Yeah, you hate superstar. You, you hate, just superstar. hate you just hate superstars. Um, if you hate Andre Iguodala. You hate Silicon Valley. Like, well, everyone hates Andre Iguodala. Huh? That's that's yeah. I mean, yeah. I think most people don't like Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. I think that's a that's a good concept. Um. Thank you. Nobody's so fine. You do the Blazers have three more games on this trip. They and that Minnesota game is going to be the biggest. Do you mind if we go through them one by one? Yeah, let's go through them one by one. Okay, the Magic. They should probably beat them. Yes, the Magic are bad now. Uh, I mean, but Vucevic has has a way of just absolutely going off on the Blazers. What's 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 Nurk's status? I think he should be back. I mean, he he was supposed to be questionable, and then they downgraded him to doubtful before the game today. And then they'll have a day off in Miami. I mean, in and, these times, who isn't doubtful, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Hey, I mean, I think some of us are feeling a little bit better after yesterday. Yeah. Um, but That's to my man, Doug Jones. Shout out, shout out to... <laughs> shout out to DJ. Teach me, teach me how to Dougie. <laughs> DJ the hot boy. I'm really glad you beat that... Uh, that uh, 
pedophile dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just like, I love how we had to celebrate that we won by like that that a pedophile lost by Shit, when's a win? Percent. When's a win? That's right. That's right. It's exactly a win's a when's win. When's a win? Anyway, um, yeah. So they got Orlando. Uh, I think that's going to be. I, I think even if they don't have Nurkic, they should still win that game because they have Damon CJ and, yeah. and 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 they should win that game. Um, then they've got Charlotte on a back to back. They are on the back to back. They the Blazers are on the back to back. Who's on Charlotte? Kemba Walker. Ugh. Dwight Howard. Ugh. Nick Batum, our old friend. Did I already talk about watching Dwight no. on, the, on the actual? I, I, I think you talked about it with me okay. before we jumped on because we were talking about the Rockets. Yeah, yeah I was watching our Rockets game a little bit, and Clapella ran on Dwight, and Dwight could not have been, like, jogging more. <laughs> could not have been less concerned with the fact that Capella was 1000% beating him up the court, uh, to grab the ball and duck it in front of him. Uh, there were truly is no more loathsome hall of fame career than Dwight Howard's. I almost admire it. Yeah. It, I, I, so I had a, I was actually watching the second half of the game with our, with our pal, Sean Hyken and, I could. and, and and we were watching the b- very beginning of that Houston game with the the Hornets, and he had a good he had a good theory that I want to I want to lay on you. I I would love to hear it. Shaq retired in 2011. Uh huh. Went to TNT. Dwight had like his best year in 2011. Uh huh. Probably should have won MVP that year. Sh- yeah, over Derrick Rose. Him or LeBron could have won. And, yeah, and then Derrick Rose should not have won. And then Shaq goes on TV and starts saying that Dwight Howard needs to average thirty points a game, fifteen rebounds, go to the post, all this stuff. Even though it was like and ten it, feet tall, right. or even though it was like three feet tall. And then it gets in his head, and and that, and then he starts changing his game and demanding post touches and all this stuff that he didn't used to do, and. All of a sudden, he's he's trying to emulate Shaq when he's not Shaq, he, and and not anything like him really, other than the fact that he has the Superman nickname, and he gave himself. You know what? So the theory, the theory, probably should have stolen Shaq, Shaq's nickname. And yeah, I mean, yeah, but they played for the same franchise. Like he was jacked. Like I mean, is are we gonna just? Are all nicknames have to oh, be original? Oh, sorry, in there, 2017? Weren't, there weren't enough. Uh, there weren't enough other superheroes for him to uh, draw from. He's had to be the same. Uh, he had to be the same one. Couldn't have said, uh, "My name's Shaq. I'm uh, I don't know, Star Man. I'm uh, um, the Incredible Dwight." I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but anyway. So, what do you what do you think about that theory that Shaq moving into the that commentary, Shaq successfully crawled into Dwight's head and ruined his life? Yeah. Can I be honest with you? I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, for what we know about Dwight Howard, he seems like a very like a little bit fragile. Yeah. In, in, in between the ears. Now, like, how could you be so fragile that you let Shaq like openly ruin your career? Why by like totally not understanding by like by like spreading propaganda that you should do the stuff that your game isn't built or predicated on or that the modern game is built or predicated upon. Like nobody yeah, yeah, posts yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Like the thing, like the thing you're like, you happen to be born in a time when your skill set was like perfect for the league 
<laughs> and you and you let some fat old dude. Uh, by the way, just wrote about Shaq today over at Dime on Up Rocks. I think Shaq should be on prestige television shows. Uh, and I go through a few. Uh, I go through a few pitches for shows Shaq could be on. You want to check it out? Dime on Up Rocks. Uh, I like Shaq. I like Shaq as a TV personality. I don't really like him as an NBA analyst, but I like him as a personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I would. I. Okay, don't tell. Don't tell anyone I said this. I originally pitched it as like, uh, Sha- uh, Shaq is terrible on TNT, but I want to. I mean, I don't want to not see Shaq. Right. You know, but they but they said now nah, you got to get rid of that part of it. Oh, yeah. So so now it's just Shaq should be on prestige TV shows. And I and I genuinely I mean, look, if Bob Odenkirk can play like the third lead in an Oscar bait, I I see no reason why Shaq couldn't have a standout role in a prestige television show. I see no reason why Shaq couldn't be nominated for an Emmy best supporting actor in a drama. I I, I can't I I have no reason to believe that he could. But anyway, but anyway, on Dwight. This is what I think. I think that Hyken's theory is probably wrong. Okay. Because I think that athletes usually have good enough mental conditioning and at least some self-awareness that somebody like going out in public and saying, you should do what I did, even though you're a completely different player would like get in their head and, and, and blow up their career a little bit. That just that seems far fetched to me. That being said, just because it seems far fetched doesn't mean it's not possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what if Michael like it would be that's the equivalent basically of Michael Jordan coming out and saying Steph Curry needs to get in twelve foot range and swing turnaround jumpers. Or else he's not really that good. Or else he's not really that good. Like that's basically what happened there. I mean, it really, and, it really, like when you distill it down, it sounds like a, a really bad like schoolyard bully situation. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, what is Shaq if not? But yeah, that's that's a good point. That is, I don't know that, if you're familiar with that, shoving old poor Oregon Chris, Republican candidate for Senate, uh, Chris not, Dudley, not, onto the ground. Not, not so poor, Chris Dudley. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's the that's my favorite dunk, probably. Oh, oh, oh it's disrespectful in the, uh, it's in, so, the in the best it's way. So mean. It's so mean. And then like, like, can you believe that that happened to Chris Dudley, and then later he ran for Senate? Like that should happen to you, and then you should sit in your basement for the rest of your life and contemplate your shame. Yeah, I'm. Surpri- I mean, I'm surprised that like the Democratic Party didn't just like run that clip. Yeah. On loop as like, do you really want this guy to be the governor? Set to set to hoop. There it is <laughs> on a loop. <laughs> and it just says Jeff Merkley for Senate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'd be down for it. But I, I would like to see Shaq on prestige TV. I, yeah. I, I'd be into it. So, yeah, I, I just think he'd be a good television actor. He's he's pretty good in blue chips, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't think I've seen blue chips. I'm good in steel. But no. uh, hey, I liked Kazam. I mean, it was a terrible movie, but I I watched it. Can I tell you about the pro- the bulk of my experience with Kazam? Uh huh. I didn't see Kazam for a few years after it came out, but I did get the novelization. Oh, I have that. I have that too. I have. The, I, I, I have the Kazam novel. 
Yeah, I read the Kazam novelization without seeing the movie. Uh, and then later I saw the movie and I thought, the novel's better. <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 a, you're a real Kazami head. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Kazam. I'm a Kazam novelization snob. Yeah, it's a it's a new lane. Maybe it's just, a, it's just not the same experience without you know, ten pages of color photos in the middle of the movie. You know of what st- I mean? Of stills from the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and promotional images. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. The cast and crew. You know. <laughs> so Orlando, we just went over. I mean, we talked about Charlotte. We talked about Charlotte just now too. And then we got Minnesota at the end here. All right. At the end that's of this the, trip. That's the real game. That's the real – that's like the – this is the game that's going to matter in April. Did you read that article about Thibodeau's rotations today? Do you know – I don't know who wrote it. On ESPN? Yeah. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw an excerpt that, <laughs> that was like really not – it was really disconcerting if you're, a, if you're a Minnesota Timberwolves fan that the only big men that have played – like over 3,000 minutes in a season alongside Carl Anthony Towns are Yao Ming and Brooke Lopez, two dudes who Brooke Lopez miraculously still has a career after a zillion foot injuries. And then Yao Ming, yeah. his career ended because of foot injuries. It's basically an article that says Tom Thibodeau belongs in the Hall of Fame because he basically changes the way people play in the NBA. Yeah. Because he figured out how to shut off. Uh, sort of side pick and rolls and mid range ISOs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, by utilizing sort of mixed zone defenses and all that. And then he became a head coach and just <laughs> was a maniac who drilled his players into the ground. Like, like he has two separate careers, like one as a hall of famer who like genuinely took Ch- the step yeah. that changed the NBA forever that like made it so that every NBA team is like a variation on the 2011 Dallas Mavericks now. Yeah. He's the defensive Dan Tony. Yeah, exactly. But the second he became a head coach, like his proclivities and neuroses just like ruin, just like trip up every team he's with. But anyway, game to game, it can sometimes be useful because the Timberwolves are probably a little shallow. I don't know. And uh, uh, and he is going to play their his dudes a lot of minutes against the Blazers. It's basically an acceptable loss, but it would be great if the Blazers didn't lose. Yeah, and I think maybe that's why they've been resting Nurk so much. I think that maybe they, they square down but, against but, Towns. Yeah, like I, I think they they really need Nurk for that game because Towns is really good, and also I just think that game is clearly the most important one on the schedule. That one and the Denver one. Butler's uh, off in that one. What? Butler's a problem in that one too. Oh, Butler is always a problem against the Blazers because he's yeah. just and, and I the size really don't have anybody to match him. No, like, no, and and the size on the on the on the Wolves is the problem on the wing, like the perimeter. Amino, probably, but even then, like then your forward is leaving somebody completely. Yeah, no, the 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 glass is going to be really interesting because Taj Gibson's a problem there, um, and. Yeah, I think I mean that's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually not going to be able to watch that game. Uh, hmm. uh, yeah, I'm going to be I'm going to be uh, traveling during that. But where are, you where, where are you headed, Gunderson? I'm going to be coming back from New York. I'm actually going. I'm actually going to New York uh, tomorrow. So that's a pro, by the way. You're going to New York for uh, work. Just yeah. to me if you don't want to. No, I, I'll just tell you, I'm going for work. 
and, and then I uh, just gonna spend some time over there. This um, work your real work, huh? This work or your real work? Uh, yeah, the real work, my real work. Um, but I'll be over there anyway. But I'll be flying back from New York gonna, during that game. Are you gonna see, see anybody? You know. Um, you know, I might see some of my NBA wire people Wonderful. over there. Um, Wonderful. and you know, see some friends, hopefully. I do. Uh, and I do. Gonna, uh, gonna go to any museums or anything. I want to, I'd love to go to, I'd love to go to the MoMA. I've never been to the MoMA. The Met. I've never been to the Met. Uh, I gotta tell you, Eric, if you gotta go to one museum, go to the Met. It's basically free. Okay. And, uh, and it's like being beat up by art. It's okay. so great. I've I've been to the Museum of Natural History when I was really little, and that was cool. Yeah, that's good. But you're an adult now. Yeah, yeah, I can appreciate art these days. Yeah. So I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm down to go to a museum and art it up, because um, that's what New York has that we don't over here. It's gonna be cold. It, it's gonna be cold too. So I'm not gonna be trying to do anything outside. Okay. Last time I was there, this is incredibly cold. Oh, that, been, that, that was the time when we recorded a podcast, right? It was in in the now renamed and rebranded Trump Soho oh Hotel. Oh, yeah, we oh yeah we recorded a podcast in the Trump Soho Hotel, and then I think like even on that podcast there might be like a sarcastic reference to him running for president, perhaps. Yeah, but that was not even I don't even think that was really on the radar at that time. Oh, God. What a lifetime ago. Yeah. Back when like Donald Trump was just like a joke. I mean, he yeah. still, he still is, but like, I mean, he still now, is a but, joke, but now he's, but he's the president of the, yeah, United he's States. the joke who was president. <laughs> yeah. So no, that, that, that was when we recorded uh, a, he's bit, the a ha, bis- ha get it president. Yeah. He's the, he's, that was the, he was the, well, this is when Biscast ball, yeah. your, your former podcast. Yeah. yeah. Back uh, on the, back when I was on the, back was on the, when I was on the HP podcast, podcast network. That's right. Well, good good thing you're you're independent now these days. You're you're flying on uh, you fly with your own wings. Uh, anyway, Timberwolves are a problem. Yeah, and that's an important game and one that's going to be uh, pivotal for for them uh, as the and also I think there's a there's a streak still alive that I don't I think I think it's been like seventeen. It's been like at least fifteen years, maybe more than that. That the Blazers have not lost the season series to the Timberwolves. Mm. I think they have like some kind of crazy, mm-hmm. like multi-year streak going on that. Because too. The Timberwolves were incredibly bad for a very long time. Yes. Post Kevin Garnett, they were terrible. So very bad. Um, very bad. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, any, any other things you want to talk about Corbin? Any things you want to, you want to plug before we wrap this up? Um, I've, I have a thing on Deadspin about PK80. I wrote something for Up Rocks today. I have a column at Vice Sports called Dunk of the Week, where I write about a dunk every week. This week, I wrote about Damian Lillard, uh, and and also the feudal struggle against the Warriors that the entire league is going through. Uh, my podcast is called Take It or Break It. Uh, I have, uh, there will be a new episode tomorrow. I think I haven't quite figured that out yet, honestly, and uh. I'm working on another thing for Deadspin that isn't about sports. Nice. Okay. I'll finish it tomorrow morning. I, I wanted to finish it today, but I'm not going to lie to you, Eric. I didn't. And that such, so is, such is the life when you're, when you're trying to write something good. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Well, Corbs, thanks for coming on. It was a blast. Uh, for those for, for, it is for my extraordinary pleasure. Yes. Uh, we're going to be back next week. Once again, uh, Corbin will be back. I'll be back, uh, earlier. Yeah, I, mean, than- I, I was supposed to record yesterday, but I, I saw the disaster artist with my girlfriend and totally forgot. I need to see that. I'm going to see the room first though. Do you know, do you know who Nathan, Nathan Fielder is? Uh, you know, I, first off, you don't need to see the room. I haven't seen the room, okay. but okay. And I liked it. Do you know who Nathan Fielder is? I know of him. Okay. He's in the disaster artist for a second. And it, and it is a moment where, where like, it's just, it's just entirely too meta. Like when the second Nathan Fielder appears on screen, there's a scene where Nathan Fielder talks to Zac Efron and you're, and it's just like, this movie is too much <laughs> in a way. Zac Efron's really funny in the movie actually. But, uh, anyway, nice. Well, I, I do want to see disaster artists. I'm going to go see the room at the end of the month. Because there's a theater in town that shows it once a month. Uh, Cinema 21, they show I'm, the, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I got to go see a movie. And then for the rest of this week, we're not going to have uh, any content from this channel. So we'll get back to you after the Orlando, Charlotte, Minnesota gauntlet that the Blazers have. So hopefully we adequately previewed everything for you. On that end, we'll find out about Nurkish. We'll find out about Myers Leonard uh, in the coming days. But thank you for listening. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow Corbin on Twitter, Corbin A. Smith. See me at Star Wars this weekend. Come say hey. See, see Corbin at Star Wars. Oh, I need to see. Uh, that's another one I got to try and see uh, yeah. during the holidays. I'm going to I'm like logging off tomorrow. I don't want I don't want to whiff. Yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to. Avoid. I know. I know. I, but we were good. That that was the one thing. The last time Star Wars came out, I felt like Twitter really came together. Yeah, people, were good, people were mostly good about it. I will admit, though, I saw it as quickly as possible. So yeah, I saw I saw it on. I think I saw it on like on Christmas Day or like the day after Christmas when when I saw it last time. I walked to the movie theater and saw it. The like the day came. I I take Star Wars I a little too seriously. I, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I love Star yeah. Wars. Um, so yeah, I feel like a lot of teams are doing like Star. Oh, did you see Zach Collins speaking of Star Wars? Did you see Zach Collins' tea today? His a uh, little, I mean, a little troubling. The the dark. He I feel like he's like Zach Loren a little bit. <laughs> I'm just saying the haircut and the shirt together. Yeah. Run up some signals. It's a little, That's all. It's a, oh, 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 yeah. Okay. You no? Know? Yeah, no, it, yeah, there are there some signifiers there that could be a little yeah, troubling. There's, just some, there's some cultural signifiers at work there. Yeah, no, hey, hey. And I'm not here, look, I'm not here to accuse Zach Collins of anything. But you're just, saying, just, saying, that, you're just saying the signifiers are there. I'm just saying the signifiers are there, and maybe someone needs to pull Zach aside and needs to say uh, that haircut, uh, you know, it means something to some people. I think it, it it kind of looks like the reason I called him Z Easy though it kind of looks like the rapper G Easy, who I feel like is not. All right, if not, he's taking Z Easy, I'm not here to tell him how to live his life. But there's some other less savory characters. He, you're right. He is, he's throwing up there. You know what I mean? I, I, and I I'm not trying to say anything about Zach Collins. You're not. But but I want to make this clear. But, but you're just stating facts, Corbs. I'm just saying that if I were Zach Collins's bro. I'd, I'd take him aside and I'd be like, uh, hey, look at this video of this guy getting punched. Uh... <laughs>
Oh man. Well, you know, young Zach is young. You know, he hopefully he will he will learn. But um, he does have that hair, man. Sometimes you got to quaff it. As someone has you know who has a little bit of that same hair. You know, grab the sides a little bit. You just yeah. see grab the sides a little bit, Zach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It doesn't have to be as high and tight. Is basically yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. You know, because uh, that means something to some people. These, yeah, it does. You're right. So. Um, Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to Locked On Blazers. Hope you liked our uh, our fight takes, our haircut takes, and our basketball takes. And Corbin will be back next week, and I will be back next week as well. Hope you enjoy the rest of the weekend. Hope you have fun with your families. Have fun at Star Wars if you're going to go see it. Stay warm, and we will catch you next week here on Locked On Blazers. Bye.